Hello and welcome to the Practical Magic Podcast, a weekly dive into ways in which we can live a calmer, more creative and empowered life on our own terms. I'm Kate Taylor, Creativity and Empowerment Coach, and I'm on a mission to help us live an embodied life full of creative expression through my blended melting pot of goodness I call Practical Magic. Well, hello, 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 lovely, lovely magic makers. I've been on a bit of a hiatus for the last couple of weeks, taking my own advice, nurturing myself with self-care. It's been an incredible ride over the last couple of weeks. I've been at the Mindful Living Show and Rest Fest with the Practical Magic Activation Deck and helping people activate their magic and then on to the Practical Magic Weekend Retreat, which was so gorgeous on the Isle of Wight. And it was a lot. So I've taken some time for myself and feeling good doing so. But I'm back. I'm back. I'm back with the most gorgeous guest, the lovely Harry Rose. She's going to be chatting with me today. She's a qualified health coach and mindfulness teacher in training. And she teaches really about body acceptance and self-compassion and believes that for too long we've been apologising for our bodies. and The diet, culture and beauty standards are holding us back. So... What she does with her work is helps people to live their lives without rules and restrictions and embrace how amazing they really are. And this woman is amazing. We have a very empowering chat today. I know you're going to love it. You're going to love Harry and you're going to love what we're talking about. So enjoy. Welcome onto the show, Divine Harry, one of my most favourite people in the world. And I'm not even joking about that. She really is one of my most favourite people in the world. Welcome to the Practical Magic Show. It's an honour to have you here. I wondered if you could share a bit more about yourself and what you do and why you do it. Well, I mean, I thank you so much. I love you too. And I'm so excited to be here. Uh, yeah, so my name's Harry Rose. I am an, uh, a body acceptance coach, but I call myself unapologetic body acceptance coach because uh, for too long, uh, we have been apologizing about our bodies. Um, I'm a certified health coach. And um, when I first qualified, I was probably really striving to be like deliciously yellow if I'm honest but then I woke up to the fact that actually uh, wellness is is uh just diet culture in disguise and um I found out about body positivity and uh, uh kind of my background is that I spent a long time really really disliking my body and being trapped in a cycle of dieting to the point that when I by the time I got to university I have what I now know was an undiagnosed eating disorder, but because I never got um, really thin, inverted commas, uh, I, I just, I never thought that I had any sort of like disordered eating. Um, and then, um, and then I trained to be a health coach and I was really into health and again, in inverted commas and things. And, um, and since I kind of woke up to the fact that we are living in diet culture, and I'm sure we can do like a deep dive into what exactly that means, but essentially it's that we hold up one version of of healthy and beautiful and that is to be thin and that is what we, is in every single message that we consume each day and that's diet culture and so once I kind of woke up to this I've been healing my relationship with um, my body and with food and um, and that's why I now reject all of that all of that nonsense and I help uh, mainly women although it is some men learn to accept their bodies as they are right now uh, lumps, bumps, wrinkles, all of it, it's all perfect in its uh, imperfectness. And I um, I do that through one-to-one coaching and workshops and writing. And um, yeah, why do I do it? Well, I just, I, uh, it's giving people their lives back, really. It, we spend so long focusing on trying to change our bodies I, I, I reckon you agree Kate right it's been so long yeah absolutely and and I, I, I think now it doesn't matter if it's you know predominantly it's a, a, a you know it's, it's to do with women but I think it's that's completely changed now hasn't it and yeah. it's everybody this is a challenge for everybody absolutely I think that the pressures uh, around male bodies are 
almost I mean obviously we still live in a patriarchy so let's not let's not totally you know I think women still have a really really hard time with the images that they are shown about what we're meant to look like what we should look like but there's definitely pressure on men these days to look a certain way to be lean with abs and you know I mean Joe Wicks exists doesn't he so um yeah, I see as many before and after photos for men as I do for women. So yeah, let's let's give the you know cut the guys some slack too. It's def- it's it is a if, yeah it's it's brutal out there really when it comes to how we how we how we're meant to look in order to sort of be deemed worthy and attractive in this world. And it's it just doesn't make any sense, does it? Because you know, obviously, as we know, the, this journey back to ourselves isn't about what we look like. It's about what we're creating, how we're feeling, how we're tuning into the truth that's on the inside, isn't it? So, obviously, there is still such a culture around diets and losing weight and looking a certain way and women still um, and giving themselves a hard time about conforming to certain ways of looking and and how that has an impact on them how do people find you because it's it's not the most natural route is it to how we live a fulfilled life that comes through body acceptance and I just think that's a really interesting way because whatever work it is that we do whether you know you're coming to work with somebody like myself who's like I'm at a crossroads I want to get to this point in my life or whether they're like I'm feeling unhealthy in terms of how I view my body it's the same thing so how do people find you how do you reach out to those people so usually I mean you're right I mean convention says that um we must be on a diet at all times I've you know my uh, my I've had many conversations with clients about how um you're only deemed acceptable in society if you're looking like you're the good fat person which means basically like oh you're allowed to be fat as long as you you're only seen to be eating salads you're only seen to be trying to make yourself thin acting like the good fat person um and um so yeah the norm is to be on a diet and this I mean it's just such part of our lexicon it's part of how women communicate with each other it's how we're sold so billions of pounds worth of products so you're right I am (laughs) definitely fighting against the mainstream but people find me um I mean what's amazing is that when I was growing up as a you know a teenager particularly living in like rural West Wales where I grew up there was no such thing as Instagram and there was no such thing as I mean obviously body positivity uh likely existed but it was it was for it was this tiny niche um thing uh and now body positivity is I would say a kind of mainstream term that's not to say that um it's always used correctly I mean body positivity I think I'm pretty sure I saw like body positivity being touted on like the front cover of like Weight Watchers magazine um and it's been co-opted by diet culture but people now are I think much more open to the idea that that you can uh you can accept yourself through through body positivity I'm not sure everyone necessarily knows what that means but um if you are on Instagram and you fall into body positivity uh then you're likely you're more likely to see like amazing um like bloggers and and self-proclaimed fat babes who are not this thin ideal who are living these like amazing colorful lives and not on a diet and so by the time someone comes to me they tend to have kind of been on every diet in the sun or multiple diets and there and as like as I'm I'm sure most people will understand or resonate is that the diet cycle goes wow this sounds cool wow that person looks great maybe it'll work for me if I just follow all of these rules perfectly then maybe I will get my dream body and so they embark on this diet plan and it works for a little bit and then uh life gets in the way uh uh, or uh, you know and something happens and they fall off 
or off the plan and then they think that they've like fucked it and then they think that they're a failure and that cycle happens multiple multiple times because we're always sold like the next big thing and so by the time someone gets to me they will have done that cycle lots and lots of times and they will be really sick and tired of dieting and they're willing to try something else and they're willing to give this body acceptance a go because uh it's not failing it's actually freedom to be kinder to yourself and to kind of be like all right this is the body I've got how can I find out what makes me feel good what makes me feel well without being on a diet all the time and that tends to be the kind of where people come to me in their journey is that they are really tired of diets and really like an open-minded to willing to, to, to kind of give something else a go. Um, freedom, freedom, like that, that's the key word, isn't it? That you can be, and, and that's such a mindset shift, like that spins the world on its axis, doesn't it? Of everything that we have been told around eating and dieting and the way we should look and what we sh- how we should behave and you know all of those things again it crosses over into you know the worlds between both of our works doesn't it it's the essence of living a free life of choice and a full life too like and a full yeah, life diets just literally strip us of all joy <laughs> like I don't I don't care whether you call it like a wellness plan or I don't care what you market it as if you have to follow some kind of rules you're basically like imprisoning yourself from from the potential joy and nourishment that you could be getting I fully uh yeah, it is freedom. And and I think that I counter I have to counter a lot of myths that like body acceptance means you're going to like sit on a sofa and just eat all day. Like that's the kind of people have so much fear around letting go of rules that they they you know, I'm sure like this, you know, will resonate with people like, oh gosh, if I gave up all the diet rules, then I would just eat and eat and eat and eat and I would be insatiable and I would have to be craned out of my house. And it's just not the case. It's just not the case at all. Like you have to um, make peace with food to the point where, and I, I say, I don't mean it flippantly. It has, it takes a long time, but once you can make peace with food, like it takes the power away from it. And all of that obsession that we have when we're on diets, just thinking about food continuously, like it just takes up so much brain space, all of that goes away. And then you've, you've got all of this time and space to actually look at your whole life. I mean, we talk about like body acceptance, but I work with people, you know, in like a 360 to be like, you know, how, what does wellness, what does like in its kind of like broadest, nicest, not diet co-opted term mean to you? What will make you, what brings you most happiness? What brings you joy? What does nourishment look like uh, for you as a individual, um, and yeah, it is freedom and it's it's like, wow, I've got all this space in my brain to like go and I had one client who, t- I always talk about the story just because it brings me so much joy, uh, who took up sword fighting because she suddenly took away all the rules about what exercise should look like, you know, and I've got other clients who thought that they, you know, loved um, cheese sandwiches so much. They thought it was like their favorite food. Then actually, once they took the cheese sandwich down off the pedestal, and actually tasted it, were like, oh, I'm not even that bothered about cheese sandwiches so like it's really it's just about we're we're so conditioned to thinking that these rules should um like that our minds know better than our bodies and these rules are sold to us and actually it's giving the wisdom back to our bodies and and um yeah and being like all right life what's up like what's actually what's actually going to make me feel well what's actually going to bring me joy and what you know what movement makes me feel good and um yeah it is it is freedom I talk about like more licks of the spoon and you know more moments captured and more struts down the beach like there's so much more it's not less when you accept yourself it's so it's not less it's so much more yeah you're you're right and it and what I really love about I mean because we've had um Paloma on here before rooted living talking about intuitive 
body wisdom and intuitive eating. And and you, there's a couple of watchwords that you said there as you were going through that about taking up the brain space. Because when we're on this diet culture, it's all in the head, isn't it? I must, I should, I shouldn't, you know, the restriction lives in the head. Whereas when you have that delicious conversation with your body and ask your body, well, actually, what makes me feel alive? What makes me feel full of vibrancy? What, you know, what, what would I do if I took the restrictions off? Yeah, I'm going to go and do sword fighting. You know, I, I don't even like bloody cheese sandwiches. But again, freedom, 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 freedom to find creative ways that work for us, like the body in an expansive way, our soul in an expansive way. That's so divine. Yeah, it is. It's ma- it is magical. It's about like practical magic. It it is magical when when we give the when we take back the power to 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 live a life in a way that we want to through tuning in and it's about healing the relationship I think it's I think I think we have to be quite careful about oh just listen to your body just tap into your body because that is a really alien concept for lots of people um like when when you know people like you and I were quite like soul-led people we're very embodied people and um you know and there probably are lots and lots of people in in like your audience who are embodied uh people but uh, I think that that we should also acknowledge that when you have been on a diet or when you have been just following following rules a lot of the time that are given to you from external sources we're cutting ourselves off at the neck quite often and particularly if you dislike your body intensely uh, there's a real disconnect and there and we need to rebuild that connection uh first before just you, you know I think there needs to be that, that that's where work with someone like me comes in you know when an Instagram meme isn't enough <laughs> to kind of re heal that relationship with okay how can I make peace and how can I how can I be friends with myself again when I've been literally treated when I've been like the worst school bully that ever existed to myself uh, you know when it's been when people have been at war with themselves it's about like how can how can we wave the white flag first? And and that's where kind of body neutrality, I talk about body neutrality can come in, which is basically just, it's a, st- a good starting point because it's just like, it's like both of you and your body pulling up a chair at a table and being like, all right, what's up? Like, and drawing up like a bit of a peace treaty. And, uh, and, and that can go, what that can look like is going from, my body is disgusting like that I mean the pe- way people talk about themselves is really you know it's that level of venom and just like I am vile I'm disgusting it can go from that thought to body neutrality looks like my body's okay and that can just be such a big shift to start with yeah and it's not like saying you have to in within 30 seconds completely love everything about yourself because as we know it's like you know because I love this as a metaphor for everything. So it could be about your body. It could be about your mind. It could be about how you live your life, how you view yourself. It's not about saying, right, well, you've got to come from negative, swing over to the positive like now, because that we we can't do that. You know, for some people, a lot of people, it's going to take the shift of the dial is going to be a bit slower, but it's giving yourself the opportunity and the permission to go, I'm allowing myself to just feel into what it would feel like if I didn't hate myself so much that I could give myself permission to be a bit kinder and have more compassionate conversations. I'm not saying I have to, like I say, not having to love every part of myself because that's not feasible right now. But what would it be if I could just get okay with, you know, my fingernails, for example, or something else that starts changing that conversation, doesn't Mm, it? Yeah. Yeah, agreed. And, you know, the, you know, path to healing isn't linear, you know, some days, some days you're going to feel like, okay, I think I, you know, I, I can't, I do look all right. And then, you know, it, maybe it's like one step forward, two step back. So it is, a, it is a, if you think about how uh, long on average, like we spend trying to change ourselves, it's years, like it's years and years and years. Um, where you know we we're we're wishing ourselves different so it's not going to take exactly it's not going to be five minutes 
to kind of change all of those thought patterns that you've had. Um, but yeah, it's believing. I think like it's just believing that it's possible um, is the first good, good, it's a, you know, the first point believing that you can. Yes. Yes. And even that in itself, believing that it is possible to believe even that it might be possible. And so would you say that that, because like you say, you know, it, it, this is going to be, like it's not linear and there are going to be days when you're feeling okay there are going to be days when you're not and it's all dependent on so many things can be dependent on your cycle it can be dependent on your energy levels so many things would you say that trying to get to a body neutrality like doing that exercise every single time you're you're feeling really down on yourself is something that you come back to again and again I think that um a really important thing to do is to start to take note about what messages you're feeding yourself and that and 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 start to edit them if possible so uh if you have an instagram feed that's full of like thin inspiration uh you like probably like thin white women doing headstands like in bali and it's making you feel shit about yourself then maybe unfollow those people and just try and mix up the the type of bodies that you're seeing uh, instagram can be such a place of joy and such a place of like powerful empowerment but it can also be an absolute shit show for our mental health like it can be really uh, a dark place of uh yeah making us feel really really bad about ourselves so like just start to notice what messages you're feeding yourselves like are you reading women's magazines that are full of like diet tips um and also like what kind of conversations are you having with your like closest closest friends um diet chat can be rife in friendship groups and in offices uh, in fact everywhere I mean diet chat can can be everywhere and so if possible you know see if you can step away from those conversations or maybe if it's with your you know best friend maybe say hey do you know what like maybe we can talk about something else apart from like what we're eating or how we're feeling about our bodies maybe we're not gonna maybe we can make a pack that we're not gonna let us uh you know say mean things about our bodies and let the other person do it maybe we're, we're going to try and change change some of that so that's that would be a, a really good first thing is to just be aware of the messages that you're feeding yourself and yeah do you know what can I just before you go on with this amazing wisdom because this really came up for me today when I was scrolling through Instagram and yeah, it, you know, really managing the information and the messages that we're bringing in because there's so much that comes flying in through our senses on a on a, a daily basis, isn't there? Like we, we consume something like 34 gigabytes of information. And once that filters through to our old programming around, you know, food or how we should look, you know, and that might be based on how you were brought up, what your parents used to say about food, what your grandma used to say about food, all of that kind of stuff's going on. And there was this amazing me and I've got to share it um lovely Emily Button creative and it's uh, an image that says the words you speak become the house that you live in I just literally stopped me in my tracks because it's so true isn't it that we can provide a cage around ourselves around how we talk about our bodies or how we talk about food you know the amount of times for me I'm so aware of it now that it's like a, a huge ringing in my ear when people are so cruel about themselves or restrict themselves because they are literally creating a cage yeah for their bodies yeah I I say you know your body hears everything your brain hears your um, your body hears everything that your brain says that your your brain says about it um and uh yeah I I agree that's really strong that uh just can you say that again your your the words you speak become the house you live in it's so powerful yeah I'm gonna be printing that one out and having it in front of me yeah it's true yeah, we ha we have to become aware of our our thoughts, and that's why I, I'm now I'm now trying to be a mindfulness teacher, just because so much of um, my work involves kind of catching the thoughts that you know, and 
and being able to distance ourselves from from our thoughts is so relevant because again I just there's so much alignment between what you and I do it's just that we have different uh, we're working with different kind of modalities or parts of ourselves aren't we I'm kind of working with soul and head and you're working with body but there's something about when we're in that cycle of the old programming of all the old things going on and it may be in our cells it may be in our DNA and all of those stories that have been passed down predominantly passed down through the feminine line you know it it will be different for everybody but all of those old stories all of the old programming that's coming in as you said before we live in a patriarchal society so all of the things that we're fed as women in terms of messages around body is that we're on this I I imagine it's like you know those travelators that you go through to the airport and you're just on it aren't you and you're like you don't question it you just are and in and that's just the, that's just the way things are but actually the mindfulness the being curious the stepping off of that allows you to look at it in a different way and go actually where's the truth in this is this really true is this really what i believe or can or do i choose to look at this in a different way and how that can have an impact? yeah definitely and i think that when you when when you can use tools like mindfulness to, to kind of distance yourselves f- from your your thoughts, and if anyone wants to try mindfulness, I really recommend the Headspace app. is really wonderful kind of beginner's guide to, to mindfulness that really kind of teaches you how to create distance between yourself and, and your thoughts and and um, get out of your head more and just start living more in the, in the present moment. But what we discover is that a lot of the thoughts that we have are actually like internalised stories you know the things that people people you know like you talk about like your mum things your mum said or or things that like maybe that boy in year nine said about your legs that you can't I like this is a true story for me like this boy said said uh um oh what did he say now tree trunk legs call me tree trunk legs when I was like 14 and it was the first time I'd heard this expression and it devastated me in the moment and now I can actually I can replay that moment in my head but I have no idea what that boy is even called I literally can't, I literally can't even remember what he is called and, and so, yeah. yeah I know it's it's amazing isn't it I I had one with my dad bless him my dad was the most beautiful man in the world but when I was 16 I'll never forget this and you know 16 I was it, like if I look back now in terms of what I think I should look like, I was fucking amazing. I mean, I'm amazing now, but 16, you're in your prime. And I, I just remember my dad saying, oh, I had a short skirt on. He went, oh, here comes chicken legs. And I was just like, what do chickens look like? Had And then got obsessed with the fact that, you know, they had really heavy legs at the top. And I was like, oh, my God, how you pick up on those things and take them in and they stay there. I know it's so true things that like that that person said in a moment of flippantness and in a moment of cruelty and you know like potentially like in it definitely that boy was being mean but you know like I'm now 34 like why like I can I can be back in that moment should I allow myself to so all our thoughts are are, are internalized you know other people's voices and experiences and you're right about like we have to hold them up and actually I, I talk about like shining a light on the slime and actually be like is there any truth in this is there is this actually true and and it's through this sharing and and I call it it's almost like I'm, I've got a vision you know like dusting like opening all the windows out in the dark parts of our mind and just letting the light letting the light in and sort of like and and like this the I call these these thoughts like slimy thoughts because they're they're full of shame they're absolutely full of shame and shame loves secrecy if anyone's like done any reading around Brené Brown you know she says you know like shame loves secrecy and that's what keeps us embarrassed that's that like icky feeling that we get around these thoughts and like with the re- that reason why we can still like die of embarrassment if we replay them um but if we share them, you know, often like th- that takes away the power and we can sometimes we can even about really embarrassing things that we would like die about. Like, you know, if you ever like <laughs> talking from personal experience, like I, I've fallen over in the street <laughs> several pub- publicly multiple times, I would say. And in that moment, you want to die and then and you're so full of embarrassment and, and potentially shame. And then you call your best friend, and you tell them about it and suddenly they're pissing themselves laughing and 
then you laugh and suddenly it doesn't feel so embarrassing anymore because you've shared it it's so true isn't it and and I think that's something that I you know I'm in my 40s now and I'm really particularly this year of setting an intention is has been around like trying to remove layers of shame that I feel about sharing certain things and actually because what does shame do it all it does is to leave you feeling more ashamed but when we can get vulnerable and say hey look I as you know I've said a million times on the show before we're making this all up as we go along and I am a flawed human and but I don't need fixing I'm just trying to work out who I am in the world then it gives us all permission to just say shit we haven't got our shit together and that's all right. And I don't know what I'm doing. Can anybody share an experience with me? How can we support each other with that? Totally. I I really agree. But when it comes to things around our bodies, there's still not space because of this, the, because of society and beauty standards and, um, and diet culture and the fact that we have such a fat phobic society that, 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 we hang on to so much of this stuff around how we feel about our bodies and we we don't really have space to to share it and so that's why kind of working in uh you know doing something like the workshops I do or, or my one-to-one coaching it provides that safe space because it's we don't yet have a full culture where you can necessarily share what you're feeling about your body with anybody and I would I also don't you know people don't shouldn't have to, uh, what am I trying to say that you don't have to um you don't have to share this with everybody if you don't want to because it's so private but it is about finding an outlet that you can that you feel safe in where you can um be vulnerable and, and share because ultimately we are all, all of us have body hang-ups like I, I even people that you would look at and be like wow you've got no, like nothing to be insecure about i uh, everybody has internalized insecurities but yet somehow no one's allowed to talk about it it's this really strange well it's not strange because because of all the messages we're we're told and but uh i've yet to meet a person that isn't insecure about their body in some way yeah because that's the world unfortunately it's in western society that's the culture that we live in and I want it's just something that's prompted a thought as you've been talking through that is how to give people empowering conversations around because there are so many people who are living in the dark around this and you know, unfortunately, when I've been on to see, like, there's some incredible people out there sharing their work and people doing, um, you know, uh, yoga and body acceptance. And there's still just Luddites out there spouting hate at how somebody's just expressing themselves. How do we go about having an empowered conversation when that comes up? I think firstly is that you don't have to justify yourself to anybody firstly so uh if it feels safest for you to just walk away then do that you you shouldn't have to justify yourself and it's not your responsibility to have to educate every single person I think that's a really important thing to say first um however I mean what does anyone say when you come up against the countering opinion I mean it's the same with with anything these days but it it would be to I mean, perhaps if you felt strong enough to inquire about why they ha- why they have that opinion, like I mean, often it's because they've they've got their own fears and and hang ups themselves. But there is a venom that people have around like people seeming. I mean, there's definitely a lot of fat phobia out there that says that like that demonizes anyone in a bigger body who who kind of like. <sighs> They, I don't understand why people get so angry about people in bigger bodies like wanting to love themselves. It seems absolutely ridiculous to me. And it's steeped in prejudice and ignorance. Um, yeah, I mean, so I, I mean, I'd say like in in terms of, of I w- one of the things that has been most um, empowering for me is to find my tribe. Like it really has been amazing to surround myself. I talked a little bit about be careful about the messages you feed, but so that's about kind of editing out negativity. But at the same time, surround yourself with people who are your biggest cheerleaders and who who 
you know, seek out other people on the same journey as you so that you know that you're not on your own. And should something happen, you have a tribe of people that you can you can kind of feel safe to talk about that experience and and for them to support you in that. Um, and again, like Instagram can be such an amazing place to meet so many great people to to kind of find your tribe and um I think it's also about like um don't is that this stuff is like it's like peeling a layer off an onion you know like just 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 in order in terms of sharing just share as much as you feel that you are able to until you've built up enough tools and enough resilience through um whatever work that you're doing whether it's like reading books and listening to podcasts or working with a coach you know and just kind of just it's you don't have to suddenly go and like reveal your deepest darkest like shame secrets that we've been talking about in spaces where you don't feel feel safe so just just kind of go at your own pace and and there's no pressure to this it's not a race uh, you know, we are all on this, you know, all on our own individual journeys. But I mean, Kate, you you love a good tribe, don't you? Yes. And that's the next thing that I wanted to talk to you about, which is all about collaboration, because collaboration, like doing this work as an entrepreneur, being self-employed, you know, I've been doing this over the last five years, would not have been able to do it without the incredible, incredible support network of people I have around me, whether that's my clients, whether that's people like yourself, you know, all of the empowering goddess women that I've met along the way have literally shaped this business and shaped me as a person. If I look back at myself before versus where I am now, I'm a different, well, I'm the same person, but I'm just more me. And that is all to do with the incredible people I've had around me. So I know, you know, collaboration over competition every single day of the week, community, community, community. How's this been? How does this come around in your work? Harry. Yeah, I I resonate so much and I literally can't agree more. I um I feel so lucky to be in a space of uh female entrepreneurship and also community around uh body acceptance and uh both of these super collaborative like we rise by, you know, lifting each other and by lifting others. Like it's such a beautiful space to be in and I I actually had a really um interesting uh reminder about how lucky it is to have that because I I um I have a friend and she's a musician and I was telling her about like oh you know I've had some I've had some great mentors over the over the years who really have given me so they've been so generous with their knowledge and so such like cheerleaders for my work and um and uh yeah, it's been it's been wonderful and I'd count I'd count you in that Kate as well like you've been so it's been really so wonderful to have you in my life um and uh but I, my friend who's a musician I was telling her about this I was like you know she's trying to get a mentor and this and and she was saying in music in her experience it's competition it's the idea that there is not enough there's not enough for everyone and we must not share because you know and it's and it's like the counter opposite the antithesis of how how you know I live and I know how you live you know it's which is about abundance and and uh yeah community and tribe and security it's it's so true isn't it and it you know I love that about abundance because there is always like the energetic frequency is that there's always more than enough than for everybody and it can only the only energy can rise once we do lift each other and it's a very masculine thing to say right well I need to cordon off what I've got here and keep it away from other people because if I share this out then it just means that somebody's going to steal it or you know it, that there's not enough and 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 for me community collaboration finding those people that you resonate with and sharing that message is the total it's all about the feminine it's all about like let's come together let's nurture let's let's build on what we how we can help support each other yeah uh, definitely and and not only have I had some really good mentors but it was really game-changing when I met Becky Young who um she she started the Antidote Riot Club and we met at just a beautiful we met this time last year and it was a meeting of souls we talk about like 
falling in love over coffee it was like this isn't the first time we've met and um and since having that you know we sort of needed each other you know Becky's got an events backgrounds and I'm a coach and but we both had this shared mission and we both had this vision of work workshops and festivals and and um and it, it was just, it, it's the most amazing collaboration and I'm so grateful to to be part of Antidote Right Club as like another kind of string to my bow and another kind of area of my work and that is it just makes everything easier <laughs> if you've got some. <laughs> yeah. It really does. And fun and fun, you know, because often what I hear is, you know, whether you're working for yourself or however that is that people say, oh, I'm worried about, I'm going to be lonely. Like, um, how am I going to do this on my own? It's like, you're never on your own. And look at what magic can happen. Most of the, some of my best work has come from collaborations or as a result of collaborations. And so I want to talk about Anti-Diet Riot Club and, and I want to talk about boobs. Can you give the Practical Magic listeners a taste of what it is that you and Becky do with Anti-Diet Riot Club and what you do at your events and festivals, etc.? Uh, sure. So the Anti-Diet Riot Club is a, is a platform. Uh, it's a social enterprise. It's, it's, it's creating a space for people to come together through talks and workshops to talk about all things to do with um, body acceptance, self-care, intuitive eating, and... Uh, and when it comes to kind of what I uh, do with with Becky uh, is we spent all of last summer going around uh, festival workshops, both in the UK and abroad, bringing uh, the riot uh, and in the form of boob printing and life drawing and um lots of other workshops but the the most popular one is uh, that we've we've come up with is boob printing um which is if you can imagine it's kind of like hand printing but you paint your boobs and you create some amazing art with it <laughs> and- oh yeah I can uh, you know I mean I've so, I've been at rest fest with you this weekend and unfortunately I wasn't able to join your um particular workshop but I saw the output from it and my god there is some beautiful artwork it's, there. it's honestly like it's basically a celebration of all things boobs uh it's like we it's again like we we get this portrayal of what a what boobs should look like in the media and it's like the perfect handful and they're it's they're you know they're they're perky and they're the same size and they're like it, it's they're young and you know like in boobs in reality are you know there there's no wrong way to have a boob whether they're like perky or wonky or saggy or like inverted nipples or you know like or maybe you've had a mastectomy or maybe like there's you know maybe you've had children maybe you haven't had children like that every single boob is is individual and it's uh boobs are just amazing and so i uh (laughs) yeah boobs are there to be loved by the person who is the owner of them in every sense and they're not and they're so sexualized and and um and you know it's like yeah free the nipple but let's free the whole goddamn boob man like it just really like oh it's annoyed me that i've put man at the end of that sentence then but (laughs) (laughs) but yeah and and so it's a celebration of of uh womanhood and we create these amazing kind of like sisterhood uh spaces uh and what i love about this workshop it's really funny because this was this was the idea that i'd had about boot printing and becky had and uh, some others and we collaborated but when i pitched this to my best friends they were like they think they were just like oh harry's come up with this like crazy another one of harry's crazy ideas but it's what I love about this is the people who come who are a bit skeptical because at festivals you've always got people who are willing to whip it all off like it's that kind of vibe like it's a festival but the people who 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 I get goosebumps about at the end of this workshop but the people who kind of maybe were dragged by their friend or they're they're tentative maybe they think they could do it but they're not quite sure and you know, or, or I've got some people who come, they're like, I'm just going to watch. I don't, I don't know if I can participate. And we don't just start the workshop off by being like, get them out ladies. Like, it's not like that. We have this whole build up where we, we talk about the rationale behind the workshop and how it's a celebration and, and, uh, and then we do a meditation and we do like a guided feel and then we demo it. So we get our boobs out and we show people how to do it. And then it's like in your own time, you know, 
you know you can get undressed and and you paint yourself and just like the idea of you are as much your boobs as you are like your eyes <laughs> you know and, and it might be that this is the most bonkers thing you've ever done and maybe you've never had this connection with your boobs before and maybe it's the weirdest thing you've ever done but that's all right and then people it's just about play and it's about gratitude and it's about just appreciating that the exactly this the wonder of <laughs> the wonder of your boobs and it's so much joy <laughs> Oh my God, like I can just feel every part of joy. And also what I really love about it is that it stops us taking all of this so fucking seriously. You know, like diets are serious. I've got to to lose this weight. I've got to look this way, you know, and the pressure. Whereas when we, I just love this whole thing about body acceptance and bringing the fun back into it. Yeah, and there's so much, it is, it's so much play. and, And also the thing that like, we need to see like more naked bodies, like variety of naked bodies. And that's what like, I've seen so many boobs now and they're all glorious. And there's, there's not like, it, we ha- we own, if we only feed ourselves one version of what a body should look like, then, you know, but if you, we, like I, I implore everyone, like take your kids to like public changing rooms and like be okay with nakedness and just see that like all bodies are different so that you're, you know, just so you see not just children, but like you're seeing that all bodies are different as well. You know, like we, it's just so sad that we uh, just hold up this airbrushed version of what a body should look like. It's it's complete nonsense. It's re- it makes me angry, and that's actually why me and Becky, you know, talk about anti diet right club. Like I I talk about in my work as well. Like you have to be a rebel to do this work. Like you have to be a bit of a rebel to say you know to put a finger up to society and beauty standards and these images and say no, I'm not taking this anymore. Like yeah, like fuck off if I'm allowed, like if I'm allowed to say that am I allowed to swear <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah totally that's why I, I, you have to be a rebel and it because you are going against the grain because people are telling you that you need to change and it's absolute bollocks yes and that's it and 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 I think that's what you know again where our work aligns so much is because it, it is going away from obligations it's it's sticking your two fingers up to perfection it's going against the grain and people you know we've been sold that as women we shouldn't do that because again we live in a patriarchal society but we're turning the tide and your work is turning the tide and all of us have just all we've got to do is show up and all we've got to do is just in the most simple ways that we can do that is to like you say say fuck you beauty standards i'm gonna love my body fuck you standards of what I should be doing in society I'm gonna love my life however that plays out you know I'm not gonna do it the same as everybody else yeah and 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 that's the thing that so many people are are waiting to be a certain size in order to live so it's like I don't know I'm I'm sure so many people resonate like oh I'll go on that holiday when I've lost two stone or I'll I'll start that new hobby when I've done that you know like you know when I look when when I finally lost the weight or when I finally at this mythical point in the future they'll start living their lives and and what that means is you are wasting your life because that mythical point may never come like it may never come like we have to be eking out as much life as we can at every moment and dieting and beauty standards are literally stealing your life you know when we could just say exactly like no I my body is worthy as it is right now I'm gonna go and do that thing like I'm gonna I'm gonna go eat the damn cake (laughs) eat the damn cake oh my god love like I could literally have you on here for two hours but we are coming to 45 minutes and we got cake to eat. We've got things we need to go and do. I'm sure that if you've been listening to this, that listening to Harry's passion and energy, it will have been getting through to your unconscious mind. And there are different ways of doing things and being this rebel and being the soulful rebel. So thank you so much, Harry. Just before we round up, something I always like to ask on the Practical Magic podcast is if you had a song that could encapsulate your energy around anti-diets, and putting two fingers up to beauty standards to impassion people, what would it be? 
best ditto. That's why I think I was thinking about. I was, I was trying thinking about this, but I was like, oh, I just can't choose. Yeah, something by Beth Ditto. Uh, just she's such an incredible, inspirational, wonderful, self-proclaimed fat babe. Like she's incredible. And also for about living your life completely unapologetically. Like she, that woman just takes no shit. Exactly. Yeah. I know. I love. And she's also just her style is just phenoms. I love it. I love it. I love it. Yeah. A brilliant one. All right, my love. Well, listen, where can people find out about uh, you? Yeah, you can find me at harryrose.com. Um, Instagram is my jam. You can find me there. Um, it's actually Harry. So Harry is H-A-R-R-I. Harry underscore Rose underscore underscore. But I think if you just put Harry Rose, then I, I think I'm the biggest platform. So Harry Rose, Instagram, um, or yeah, harryrose.com. Yeah. And find you and with the Anti-Diet Riot Club. And, paint, and painting boobs around festivals this year. And Antidote Riot Club, yeah, is uh, yeah at Antidote Riot Club. Um, yeah, yeah, we're gonna be we're gonna be hitting up a lot of the big UK festivals. So come and come and uh, get creative, paint your boobs. And Antidote Riot Club will be holding events, um, yeah, as well coming up. We're actually starting a Kickstarter, so watch the space. For that. Amazing. Well, let us know when it's up and and we'll give a shout out to it here on the Practical Magic Podcast. My love, thank you so much for your time today. You are a goddess and I love you. Thank you for inviting me. It's such a pleasure to be here. Thanks, Kate. I love you. Thank you so much, wonderful listeners, for tuning in to this week's Practical Magic Podcast with myself and the lovely Harry Rose. I'll be putting up all the links to Harry on the website page so you can find that at katetaylor.co forward slash podcasts and you'll find harry in our chat there if you've been listening to this on itunes would you do us and myself a massive favor and go over and rate and review for us it's just a wonderful way for people to connect with us when they're searching for inspiration out there in podcast land and to share with you some lovely news about the awakening the festival of well-being and self-care that's taking place on the Isle of Wight on the 8th and 9th of June this year the program my goddess is looking so wonderful it's so shaping up to be the most divine affair we've got over 40 different workshops talks yoga sessions meditation therapies there's things from take easy strala flow yoga through to the ayurvedic way to live well with mna and paul rushton we've got gorgeous gorgeous jessica powell joining for a talk about purpose sarah powell talking for a, a workshop about self-celebration i'm going to be doing one about activate your magic we've got the famous david wells coming to do a talk on past lives seriously there is so much good stuff in here i know I'm getting excited, but I want to be a guest. (laughs) I'm going to be doing lots of running around and organising of everything. But this is a dream event. This is the kind of thing that I, it's just really my love letter to each and every one of you. So I do hope that you can make it over to the Isle of Wight to either join us for the full day on the Saturday, which is where all the programmes and workshops and everything's taking place. And if you want more, then you can join for the weekend because on the Sunday you get a three-hour chill session, which is a really gentle yoga session, breath work, yoga nidra and sound bath. It's going to be absolute heaven. And the Isle of Wight people, this is my gift to you. You can also find out everything you need to find out at theawakeningfestival.co.uk. We're also really lucky to be sponsored by White Link, which is one of the ferry companies operating from the mainland to the island who are offering a 20% discount to people who wish to come over for that weekend. So you can find out more on the website, go to the news page for news about the White Link discount. And I really hope I get to see you there. And let's catch up next week, shall we? In the meantime, have a really good week. Lots of love.